Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in your everyday life. Hey everyone, Pastor David here with Pastor Liz Jones. Hello. And Apostle Pat McDonald. Yay. Hello, everybody. Honored to have you on our podcast today talking about a subject that's close to our heart, Mm -hmm. spiritual gifts. My pleasure to be here. (laughs) Yeah. We love the Holy Spirit. We love who he is as a gift to us. And we also love the gifts that he gives to the church. Yeah. Um, So that's in a sense what we're referring to. But um, what what would you think is meant when when you hear the term spiritual gift? How would you define that? Well, I many of the translations I think cover it well. I like Mm -hmm. to think that it was the uh, I think it's NLT that says special supernatural abilities Mm. as given by the giver. Mm -hmm. Of course, we have the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Son, the gifts of the Father. Mm-hmm. But I, that's what I see, special supernatural abilities. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Liz? Or- uh, I was just going to say, you know, like the word talks about to each of us is given a measure of grace. And I think that part of the spiritual gifting is an expression of the grace of God mm. that he gives to, uh, in different ways, different manifestations to different people. But it is mm-hmm. the the releasing of the grace of God. Yeah. Also. I think of it as like just something you couldn't do without God. Mm-hmm. And then some of them look like maybe something you could do without God, but they're not. So even like teaching or uh, helping or administrating, those, those are gifts of the Spirit, um, which we say are not miraculous, but actually they are. They're gifts of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> no they're kidding. God's empowerment of us yeah. um, to walk worthy of his call uh, for our life. But wait a minute. We have the Bible. Didn't these gifts cease after the apostolic age and after the canon of Scripture was established? <laughs> No, oh. <laughs> that would make it so much easier. That would be the end of this podcast. We're yes. supposed to ask you that yeah. question. Oh, okay. Well, done, I, right? I like I liked doing it in a snide way. That right. wasn't respectful of people that believe that, but yeah. I was once one of them. So I As do understand I. that. Yeah, I do mm-hmm. understand that view. Um, so yeah, um, I think it's out there. There's just, um, you know, to me, you answered rightly that no, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't cease. They actually continued um really the the idea of them ceasing is based on one scripture in first corinthians 13 where it says tongues will cease prophecies will cease knowledge will cease uh, when the perfect comes because right now we see in part so when the perfect comes the partial will pass away mm-hmm. and people that are interpreting that as oh well prophecy will cease because the perfect will come they say the perfect is the word of god the perfect is the mm-hmm. full canon of scripture being given to us from Genesis to Revelation. And so they're saying, well, since we have the perfect, the prophecies will pass away mm. and the tongues will pass away and the not, oh, not the knowledge. Oh, that stays. Yeah. We can do that <laughs> in our own, in our own, in our own strength. Mm. Right. And so there's, they just will really parse that one up. And we know from reading it in context and the rest of Paul's epistles that the perfect refers to really the, the age to come. When Jesus returns, we see him face to face. We're made like him. We are known even as, or we know him even as he fully knows us. That is the perfect that we're looking forward to, the full inheritance um, coming to us. It's not only the the written canon of scripture. So, um, and many cessationists will even agree that that's a pretty weak biblical argument. Mm. And if you look at the rest of the New Testament, it's full of miracles. <laughs> it's full of gifts. Yeah. It's full of everything that we're talking about. Um, but yeah, the, I, we don't have to really beat that dead horse, but I wanted to put it in there just in case somebody had that question. Um, did, would you guys want to add anything on that? Well, you, you used to believe that also, the cessationist? Yeah, I did. As a matter of fact, I came from, uh, and I'm very grateful to uh, the amazing men and women of the of Scripture 
mm-hmm. uh, of the evangelical circle because that's how I was saved. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I came to Word of Life, it was such a perfect blend because uh, our founding pastor was so adamant about the power and the validity and the verity of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And so, so I, I, I found it as a perfect blend because she also was a cessationist, or shall I say she was saved in the circle where people believed it was no longer the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, when she used to share her, her testimony, it would be really fun because she would say, wait a minute, I see all in the Bible here, all these miracles and all these mm-hmm. challenges to continue and covet the, the, you know, the spiritual gifts and mm-hmm. the more powerful gifts, you know? Yeah. And then these pastors would say, no, it's not for today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she just said, I just never saw anywhere in the scripture that, showed that there was an expiration date mm-hmm. on the gifts of the Spirit. Mm. Yeah. God was more miraculous in the Old Testament than the New, right? That's no. kind of a bummer. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he was more. <laughs> no, like that's not, that's <laughs> exactly not the, the, that's not the yeah. truth. You know? <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, it's a lot more simple and, and clean without the gifts of the Spirit. But <laughs> Yeah, you know. a lot less well, yeah. life. Yeah. yeah, a lot less of everything, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. It's right. like. It's like uh, buying a car without an engine almost, you know? It's like, uh, yeah. boy, the body and fender looks great and that upholstery and that stereo, wow. But uh, right. we're not going far, not going fast. Yeah, that's a great example of that. The, uh, but, uh, you know, Paul said it himself, I did not come to you with eloquence of speech, mm-hmm. but you could have your faith on what? On power and demonstration of the Spirit. Yeah. I mean, Amen. when did that stop? When was right. his encouragement? That's going to be here until... My buddy John the Apostle dies, and then we're yeah. done with that. No more power. Right? Yeah, interesting. You know, and and of course, what about what about John's you know book on Revelation? How many you know all those references of the prophets, the two great prophets, are going to come and they're going to do yeah. these miracles? That's in the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's two not, witnesses. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you got it. That's a great point too. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, David, you got a chance to go to Africa with me mm-hmm. in Africa and Asia. Well, in America as well, mm-hmm. but out there, there are miracles happening all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are miracles happening in America as well, mm-hmm. documented right. yes. by the thousands, Yeah, there are. Mm-hmm. but they just don't want to recognize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they belittle it, they diminish it until the Holy Spirit, they get filled with the Holy Spirit <laughs> and then let's do this. Yeah, wow. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, well, what are the purpose of these gifts? Since we're we've agreed they they continue, right? We've we've all seen some things in this, but what what was the purpose God had giving the spiritual gifts? Do you have something, Liz? Like, what what do you think is the main purpose? Um, I think I mean I think there's uh, quite a few reasons actually, but one of them is um, He allows us. It's part of sonship, you know. It's mm-hmm. part of partaking in the nature of who God is. This is who He is. He's the healer. He is the the word who gives the Rama word, right? He's the one who sets things in order administration. He's the mercy shower. It's like, he's the one who helps us. So it's like, to me, it's part of the distribution of who the character of God, the nature of God Mm -hmm. into his body and allowing us to partake in and partner with him in um, releasing the, the power of God, the manifestation of the kingdom of God, his rulership, his authority into the earth. And, um, I don't know, like there's so much about it. You know, there's so much about God's willingness to share who he is with us mm-hmm. and allow us to step into our true, our true nature. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Also, I would say <laughs> like, that's what yeah. I, I'm like, man, for me, like how boring would a life be 
without the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in these ways. You know, like these are some of the greatest, most awe-inspiring, joyful things. They connect hearts together. You know, Mm -hmm. they connect people together. It's like there's just, I don't know, they're great things. There's so much about them. That's a great answer. Would you add anything to that, Pastor Pat? Oh, yeah. Uh, In our culture, if you uh, aren't able to use basic functions in your life, you lost the use of your legs or your arms or your eyes, we're called disabled. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, God created us like him in his image, mm-hmm. spirit, soul, and body. We are a spirit with a soul and a body. We're not a mm-hmm. body with a soul and a spirit. Mm-hmm. And so to not acknowledge, not believe in, or walk in the, the, the gifts and functions of the spirit I think we would be called disabled Mm -hmm. because the whole spiritual side of our being has been parked Yes, and say, you can't use it. Mm. There's a lot of people who are disabled because of disuse. Mm. There isn't necessarily an accident or an injury. They just don't use it (laughs) and they don't, they're not functioning at their fullest capacity. Yeah. Uh, And in the, in the broadest sense, the reason Jesus came, as you guys have taught for, 60 or 70 podcasts is to bring a people to be brought to his image, mm-hmm. to restore full sonship right. to the father and, and, and relationship to the father in that state of sonship. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is all about. You look at Ephesians four, why did he give the five gifts of the spirit there or gifts of this, of Jesus? Why? for the ministering of the saints, the building up of the body of Christ, mm-hmm. for the perfecting, completing, maturing. Yeah. If yeah. we don't have the tools, or if we have them and we don't use them, mm-hmm. there's a really good likelihood we're not going to get the job done. Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's I think, too, you know, it says that um, the gifts are distributed according to his will, mm-hmm. and it's his good pleasure. God's a giver. He loves to give good things. And he says, here, I want to share myself with you. Right. My power, Not you know, I want to share my my joy, my ability, like my ability to, to transform things is I'm going to use you to do that. I'm going to share that with you. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's just a, like a heart um, aspect of it too. I think that God loves yeah. to give that. I think also there's something about, um, I think it's because of what, what you're saying about um, understanding that we are spiritual beings and that there are supernatural solutions to things. Mm. It's not just the natural. It's not just like, yeah, God's my father, but I live in this natural world and everything I have to figure out and take care of naturally. Like mm-hmm. I just have to make it. And God's like, here's all these gifts that you don't understand how to work because <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense to your natural mind, but this is your supernatural nature. This is a supernatural kingdom you live in. Um, there's supernatural ways that God has provided for us to have, mm-hmm. to have healing, to get answers to things, to get direction, to, um, to get, um, have things come into order in our lives, right? Like, yeah. There's supernatural ways and I think it's like, um, it's so wonderful that the Lord is like, um, gives us these things to be, um, what do I want to say? Solutions, mm-hmm. um, answers, ways to navigate life that are not just like figure it out in your natural ability. Mm-hmm. That's in, good. Like, in John 10, Jesus said, the enemy comes, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. But I have come that you might have life. Life. Mm-hmm. And if it's just body and soul, mm-hmm. then we're missing a whole third, maybe even the largest, largest mm-hmm. third. How's that going math? <laughs> I mean, one of the most crucial yeah. components. <laughs> and of course, if yeah. you go into any culture 
where they are deprived of major components of life, they they redefine what's normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. They redefine what's what's normal and mm-hmm. come in and you go, man, you don't you don't get to do this. You can't do that. Well, whoa, no one's ever done that before. Yeah. And that's where we are now in a state of discovery of this whole new component, the spirit. Yeah. You know, I, you know, Jesus said it in, in John four, that, that he talked about those who are worshipers, they're going to worship him, not just in truth, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. they're going to worship him in spirit mm-hmm. and in truth. That's, mm-hmm. those aren't two words that describe the same thing. Right. Right. They're describing two different perspectives of what this whole worship environment assignment mm-hmm. uh, it, it, reality is yeah. it's done in truth but in spirit mm-hmm. yeah that's well yeah. if we don't have that spiritual component right mm-hmm. man we're are we missing, missing out mm-hmm. we are it's good hey what's so amazing about spiritual gifts well it makes them so amazing everything about them is amazing <laughs> i think i'm like Listen, uh, I grew up in a church where spiritual gifts have been in operation for as long as I've known, and they are still amazing to me every time. (laughs) It's like, the Lord will use me to prophesy, and I'm amazed as he's doing it (laughs) because it's like he's so uh, creative, and he's so generous, and he's so like um, just inventive, and he's so personal. He speaks to people, you know, the way they need to be spoken to, and he like I don't know, like he, he provides in miraculous ways and he like gives mm-hmm. just like solutions that no one would think of that like just com- seem to come out of nowhere, you know, it's like yeah. they just appear, you know, I just think like mm-hmm. everything about the way the Holy Spirit operates is amazing to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the inside, the- to me, it's like the difference between <laughs> black and white TV and color TV. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. You're seeing a similar image, but wow, look at those colors. Yeah. I mean, the, and Everything else I experienced, and I'm an old guy. I've been around a few laps, right? And, and everything else I've experienced in life, you can get tired of. Yeah. You can saturate. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, need more. Back in the old drug days, you know, those, <laughs> you know these were gateway right. drugs. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they'll stop satisfying. You need more. Mm-hmm. But, man, when you start diving in, walking by, and living in the Holy Spirit, there's no end. Yeah. There's no end to the depth. There's no end to the breadth. There's no end to the height. And so, you know, I've been leading worship uh, prior to becoming the pastor. I did it for 27 years. And, you know, now that we've just stepped away from the, from the past, I still want to lead worship because it is so powerful and it's fresh. It's new every day. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's not just worship. It's, it's moving in the prophetic. It's moving in the miracles. It's moving in faith. It's moving in healing. Man, it just gets richer, mm-hmm. deeper, higher, stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's a more excellent way. Yes. No, I, I think what's most amazing is the people that get to do them. Yeah, <laughs> like who's Which the is fact you. that God gets yeah. to gives gifts to all to each in the body, right? And the fact that, like you said, Liz, like the Lord would use me to do one of these things, and I know I didn't have that ability. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, like you said, if you prophesy or you get a word word of knowledge about someone, and it turns out to be right, it, it always shocks you. <laughs> like, how did? Yeah. Oh, that was right. That's yeah. amazing. Like, God's real, I guess. Yeah, he's <laughs> so he's so willing to partner with us and yeah. like to give us. Um, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like <laughs> you can like a, like a father giving his son all these abilities to do things. And the kid's just like, Oh wow, I could do this now. And I can do that now. And the father's just like, so delighted to share that with them. You know, it's like, 
Yeah. Um, there's so much about the joy of the Lord I see in the gifts. And like you said, that every person um, has abilities. Every person that is a believer that has the Holy Spirit, he gives them gifts and they're needed for the body. And Amen. so it's part Amen. of like the, the equalizing of every believer is that everyone has a vital part yes. to give. There's no one that's excluded. There's no one that mm-hmm. is like in a, a lower category. It's all the gifts of the Holy spirit that oh, yeah. bring life. You that's know? a good point. Yeah. What's, what's the body without the small intestine? You know, what's the body without <laughs> even the finger? What's the body without Trouble. the ear? You know, it's <laughs> that you need every bit of right. the body and it's, there's no gift that's less or, yeah. you know, what else is amazing that is that you can grow in your gifts. Mm-hmm. It's not a static thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it says grow in, in grace and the knowledge of the Lord. And um, he gives us these these things in seed form that grow into an yeah. even greater thing for us. Um, I think about uh, in Narnia where, he, where Santa came, Father Christmas, <laughs> and he gave Peter a sword. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is a tool, not a toy. Mm-hmm. And then he had to learn how to use it, right? Yeah. And I think like that's a really cool thing is God's giving these as tools. Pastor Pat mentioned this too, that you don't just say it get a tool and say, wow, it's amazing. I have a chainsaw. I can cut down a tree. Like you would probably have to apply yourself and, and learn or else you're going to cut your leg off or you're going <laughs> to, or it's just going to get rusty in the, in the shed. So, right. Um, I think a great, me, another great point is tools tend to be mind. I mean, toys tend to be mind to play with mm-hmm. tools tend to be objects that have a purpose outside yeah. of mm-hmm. ourself, Amen. Yeah, a further function beyond ourselves. Right which is really one of the big problems among so many churches and believers that have begun to be, that have become uh, involved, engaged in the gifts of the spirit. They think it's their gift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a pastor, I, and I, I pastor other pastors and a lot of them are pretty cautious about people coming to their church with spiritual gifts because the people go, Oh, I'm going to leave my, I'm going to leave your church because no, nobody, nobody's using my gift. Yeah. Uh-huh. I said, yeah. well, wait a minute, your gift. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, God gave it to you, but it's not for you. But it's not a toy. <laughs> yeah. It's not for you. Yeah. It's through you to the body of Christ. That's it's a so tool, mm-hmm. not a to toy. Serve, I like to it. serve people. Mm-hmm. To yes. serve. You're That's supposed a, to use it to serve, right? First right. Peter four ten. Whoever receives a gift, let him use it to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, the or you know the one that speaks as as if it's the oracle of God, and the one that serves as though you're serving the strength that God supplied. That's right. Um, so maybe that's a wake up call for someone, but you know, it was for me when I first realized that, that you're like, wow, I've, I've received this and it's to serve. And, and it's, it's a, to be like Jesus. It's a huge point. We have a lot of people who they'll use the term church hurt. So they don't go to church and because, Oh, I don't get anything from that church mm-hmm. or they won't use my gift. Mm-hmm. But the point is your gift is, for the church. Right. So when you don't go to church, then you are locking that gift up. Oh yeah. And yeah. it has to be used in the way that you think it should be used. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's laziness. Right. Cause like if you have the gift of teaching and your pastor says, well, you can't teach on Sunday. There's so many other ways you could teach. Right. <laughs> but yeah. you're being lazy. No, no, no. That, you know? I've been thinking about that too. Cause I know there's this, you know, anyways, a lot of things going around about how church should be done. Right. Yeah. And people shouldn't just come and listen mm-hmm. and, one person speaks and everyone's supposed to contribute, you know, all these things. And it's like, yes. And are you, are you saying that the only time for that is a Sunday service? Then you've missed the point of the church, right? Because yes, you are supposed to contribute and no, it shouldn't just be one person speaking. And then that's why we are supposed to share life together. 
right? Mm-hmm. And be encouraging each other and showing yeah, mercy yeah, and right. and giving the um, the heart of God to each other and praying for healing. But and, only right? once a week, on right? Sunday and, and only for on Sunday. And if you're not <laughs> used during that time, then that church is out of order. And it's like, wow, yeah. you have really missed <laughs> the vision of what church is supposed to be because it's yeah. family. Um, gathering daily, breaking bread together, right? Continuing in doctrine and in prayer and in fellowship. It's like, that is the church. And that is the place where these gifts are supposed to be used. Yes. On Sundays, like go pray for people, right? God can heal them. You don't have to be up in the front with the prayer thing around your neck. Like go, go pray for somebody, you know? Wait, you can do that. (laughs) You can just walk up to someone and pray for them. Yes. You can. Even before church. (laughs) Even before church. Even at fellowship time. Or even at their house during the week when you're serving them. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's amazing, man. I know. These are amazing gifts. They are amazing (laughs) gifts. (laughs) Um, Hey. You got, I feel like I'm the Harry Carey guy on SNL. Oh hey, hey. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. So, wow. <laughs> sorry. Um, name a powerful impact a spiritual gift has made on your life personally. So maybe mm-hmm. if you guys could share a time in your life that you were really impacted by someone using their, their, spiritual, <laughs> their, their spiritual gift was used <laughs> for your benefit. Mm-hmm. Do you, anything come to mind on that? Oh, where do you want me to start? Yep. How much wherever time you want, wherever have, you right? want. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I got saved at 19 and gave my life to the Lord. Right. And literally within 12 hours, I mean, I, I, in, in the, that moment when I asked Jesus to be my savior, I'd really ask Jesus to show me the truth. Mm-hmm. And I, I made a specific statement that stuck in my own head of what I said. <laughs> and seven hours later, I went to, a sunrise service there. This is out on the Galita Beach in Santa Barbara, right? It's my favorite place. <laughs> and uh, and I'm standing, leaning against the ankle deep in the ice plant, leaning yeah. against a cyclone fence because I really didn't <laughs> want to be a part of the church up there. <laughs> yeah. And the sun rises up, and some guy walks up to me and speaks a word of knowledge to me. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, hey, I'm going to give you a word of knowledge. <laughs> he just got up and recited word for word the prayer I had made seven hours earlier. Mm-hmm. Those are weird. That's happened and it a just couple went, times. Uh, yeah. Ah, oh, that's just coincidental. You know, right. you it's cast crazy. that off, but man, it sticks. It's amazing, man. It sticks. That's just one of the first. Yeah. Me. That's a great example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Liz? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> The voices of the prophetic in our lives, like how can we even begin to measure the the impact that has as far as speaking things into existence that you never thought were possible for me, you know, like yeah. things that I was just like, had no, they were not even in my frame of reference at all. And so it just begins to open your mind up to faith and possibilities. Yeah. And um, so the prophetic, obviously um, huge, but I've also received um, miraculous healing. Yeah. I mean, several, quite a few different times actually. And, um, some really major, some less, but like, still like my shoulder, you were with me Mm. at Bethel. I went up there and um, I couldn't move my, I couldn't rotate my shoulder around Mm -hmm. and they're like, someone's getting healed for their shoulder. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, it was me. And, uh, praise praise God. Yeah. But I mean, that's happened in services happened outside of services. So, um, things like that. Um, I think one area that people really overlook, and this has been for me very helpful is the gift of administration oh, because man. that, um, I think people don't realize how much they benefit from the effects of that, that gift, yeah. you know, until oh. you're in a place, you experience something that's very unorganized and like the wisdom of God isn't in it. 
you and you go back into like a place where administration, God's administering it through somebody mm-hmm. that I think is an area, like I said, people don't totally understand how much they are the beneficiaries of the gift of administration. Oh, man. And particularly when you couple that with a word of wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you find, you know, when you're organized, when you're, when you're involved with more than three people, mm-hmm. when two or more are gathered in my name, right. not just is he in our midst, but there's confu- confusion, yeah. conflict, <laughs> chaos. Yeah. Any number of things. Yeah. Two or and three then, are gathered. You're going to need a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when, like you say, you find yourself in this wonderful opportunity for God's body to move and flow together and this spirit of chaos comes in. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so great to see somebody step up, and it's supernatural. Yeah, it is. To step up and scope out the whole mm-hmm. situation and say, okay, you and you and move over here, and a word of wisdom combined with that mm-hmm. administrative thing, and just like, wow, who is that masked man? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this miracle worker. How did that mm-hmm. happen? Yeah. It was fabulous. It was amazing. How about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the one that comes to my mind is I was at a Calvary Chapel pastor's conference, uh, big, the big um, Costa Mesa building. It was for senior pastors. Mm-hmm. And um, I was still unsure about the gifts of the Spirit. And there was a time where we were just all praying, and, um, and people started praying in tongues. Like one guy would pray, pray in tongues on one side of the building. So they, didn't, they weren't praying like the heavenly language. That wasn't like part of the culture. But <laughs> someone prayed in a tongue. And then on the other side of the room, someone interpreted the tongue. And then someone else did it and someone else did it. And I was like, this is real. This is a real thing. <laughs> no and it, it made sense. And to me, it confirmed so much and I was blown away by it. Yeah. And it showed me like what is possible where that was done decently and in order. And it made sense and it was supernatural. Um, but yeah, I, I think things like pastor Pat saying the things that bring God's leadership into a situation are, mm-hmm. are so startling and so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, our founding pastor was a, an incredible deliverance ministry. And I, I, you know, I know you guys have done uh, much teaching on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was remarkable in her ability to see the discerning of spirits mm-hmm. and to see people set free from supernatural forces of darkness. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they exist. Yes. Yeah. And if you don't know it and you can't fight it, mm-hmm. you will be a subject of it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, these are things which are, not explainable in the natural realm and to have it functioning and to see it done with mastery and wisdom and skill. It's not weird. It's not freaky. (laughs) Oh, it's supernatural. Mm -hmm. So if supernatural is weird and freaky, okay. Right. But it was done well. It was Mm -hmm. done masterfully with, with respect and consideration. Yeah. That's all really good. Um, What's the most important thing people need to know when it comes to these spiritual gifts? Most important thing people need to know. What would you tell them? Like, what's the most important thing for them to keep in mind? I think what we said before, that they are not for you to build your (laughs) ministry. They are for the church. I think that is like number one. If you don't understand what something is for, why you have it, you will abuse it every time. Yeah, that's good. What, What about you? Yeah, I mean, chainsaws make good uh, trenchers <laughs> in the dirt, but that's not what they were designed for. A while, yeah. for. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. you know. So why don't we find out what tools are made for mm-hmm. and use them for their designed purpose? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, that means you need to have some degree of relationship with the designer. Yeah, and get the manual right. out, and he'll show us how. Yeah. But I do think I agree a hundred percent with Liz. 
circles back to don't let it be a self-focused item. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a toy. It's mm-hmm. a tool. Yeah, I think it's um I would go along the same lines of that they're all used in love for the purpose of love. Oh. And that's why Paul sandwiched chapter 13 between mm-hmm. 12 and 14, which are the gift yeah, chapters. Mm-hmm. Love's in the middle of that. Um and love should be what's compelling us to use these gifts and not like Liz said it's not any sort of pride or any sort of position type of thing and um it's service, right? But um yeah, the Lord he not only gives you the gifts, I I, I believe he's going to give you the heart to yeah. use them. Right. And if you have the heart, I really believe he'll he'll give the gifts yeah. that are needed. If you're like, Lord, I need to help this person. I need to love them. I don't have the ability. You're probably going to start seeing some some manifestations of God's power because you've come to the end of your power. And you're you're like, I just need a way to to show who you are to this person. Mm-hmm. I think that's like to keep the purity of heart in in using the gifts. Um, it's a challenge for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how about this question, Pastor Pat? Do spiritual gifts qualify you to lead in the church? Apostle, <laughs> aren't, you, aren't you just picking the best, yes, most talented people and put them in the key positions? Yeah, the, the gifts do not qualify you to lead. Oh. You have qualifications for leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, when Paul spoke these things in detail to Timothy, he didn't list off the five, five-fold ministry as qualifications to be a bishop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He talked character. Yeah. Everything was character-based. Yes. And of course, when we have that new spirit, when we are saved and the nature of Jesus is placed within us supernaturally in mm-hmm. salvation, as, as Peter says so eloquently in 2 Peter 1, we have the capability to be walking in integrity. Mm-hmm. And so character is, a, is something everybody has access to and everybody has capability in. But then we need to develop the yeah. character. Yeah. The seed right. is there. We need to we need to see that it gets watered and see that it gets nourished and gets mm-hmm. sunshine. God gives us the opportunity. We have to develop the character and leadership. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something based on that. Granted, what Liz said earlier is so true. Gift of administration is mm-hmm. very supernatural. Yeah. Okay. And so some people have a gift as that supernatural gift, no question. Leadership is something that needs to be developed. Leadership needs to be something that is proven. Yeah. You can't, just because somebody says, hey, I've been called to be a teacher, you don't give them a class to teach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You the, oh, you have a declared, maybe prophetically declared gift. Right. Laying on hands has been established. The, the potential is there. But, you know, personal prophecy is not a declaration of the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's an invitation of what's possible now because of that laying on of hands. Yeah. And if we are give diligence, all diligence to make our calling and election sure, we can rise up and be the leaders God's called us to be. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Do, do, yeah. Does gifting have any role in leadership? I think gifts are certainly beneficial mm-hmm. <laughs> to people yeah. in, in areas of leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a yieldedness to your gifting shows some leadership qualities also that you're um, Mm -hmm. willing to yield to the purpose of God on your life. You're willing to serve people with the gifts and not say no to them. You know, I think that there are people who um, may be very solid um, and possess some leadership qualities, but have yet to actually abandon themselves to the purpose of God in their lives by operating in gifts. And so I think they're certainly beneficial to that yeah. person and to the people that are leading. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I believe it's probably like, 
you know, there's somebody that's uniquely gifted to serve and lead in an area. And then that person has to be tested. Like you're saying to see if, if they're, their character matches their gifting because that's going to that's going to be what ensures the longevity of their right. their service because they could go real quick and get into a position and and be flashy but then if if there's deep flaws in the foundation and cracks in the foundation it's uh it, it's going to be um it's going to go ill for the reputation of that person in that house and, and yeah. every, everything connected I mean, to it leadership requires stability and um there are people who are very gifted and they're very dynamic and very unstable. Mm. And that is not, uh, leaders have to be reproducers and that's not something that you want to reproduce because it's just producing a bunch of unstable people. Yeah. So uh, the, the stability part of it, the dependability, the care, you know, it really is the integrity uh, is yes. what we're talking about yeah. there. It's just, it's essential because they're building and other people are, depending on them and gifting is great, but gifting is not going to secure people's lives. Yeah. You know, and that's really what you need the leadership mm-hmm. component for. So, yeah, you know, Proverbs, Absolutely. I think it's, it's in Proverbs. I believe it says, you know, gift makes room for somebody. Mm-hmm. And I've heard pastor Bob say it. And my, my friend, Tony Miller and so many have said it, you know, a person's gift will give them access. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll make it through the door because of their gift. Yeah, but it's their integrity and their character, which will allow them to stay in the room and to serve and to yeah, see fruit good. as a result mm-hmm. of both gift and integrity. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Uh, now, okay, so is there a difference between gifts or manifestations of the spirit and offices or mantles? Is yeah. there a difference between the gift of prophecy and the mantle or the office of a prophet? I'll give you give you a softball. I won't say. I'm going to say absolutely take it Liz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, there are. <laughs> because there are gifts that are uh well like um like the word teaches us um in Ephesians that there are people who are the gift, right? So those yeah. are the 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 fivefold ministry gifts. That's the difference between a mantled prophet and someone who has the gift of prophecy. The mantled prophet, they are the gift. It's who they are. In every circumstance, they can't get away from it. They're not going to operate in it or not operate in it. They, it's who they are from the beginning. It's who they yeah. are. Um, the gift is something that we carry, right? Yeah. So that's something different. We steward the gift. Okay. Um, yeah. So I that's would, I would describe it. it that way. Yes, absolutely. We, yeah. mm-hmm. In our Voice of God seminars, we love to say, hey, not everybody with a hammer is a carpenter. Right. Yeah. You know, not yeah. everybody with a wrench is a mechanic. Yeah. You know, there's a difference. But you know, just about everybody can pick up a wrench and tighten a nut or, yeah. or take a hammer and, and work on a nail. No, just but about it doesn't everyone. make him a carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> just about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking from personal experience. Yeah, um, well, you know that there's, like, you can see things in people from when they're really young. You can see, like, there's things that are in them, right? Then there are other things that are added to them by the Holy Spirit. He'll impart them. He parts them by the laying out of hands through the prophetic word. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's something in them that needs to be it um, gets activated by the prophetic word, but there are things also that are um, added, imparted to you. Right, so yeah. there are inherent gifts and then there are mm-hmm. imparted gifts. I think I it's a really way. important point because it says it so many times in scripture with the, the principle, one of the principles of the doctrine of Christ, the laying on of hands. Mm-hmm. It's a very supernatural activity. Mm-hmm. It's not a ritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, Moses was told to, to lay his hand and impart and give Joshua, some of his glory. Yeah. I mean, it's more than just a strong inference mm-hmm. that Joshua didn't have that degree of glory and that after Moses 
laid his hands on them, that glory was there. Yeah. Yeah. It says it flat out. It says it was there because Moses laid his hands on them. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a whole teaching amongst those who are rising to supernatural that, oh, these are latent gifts that you've had since birth. Mm. Yeah. That I believe that as well. Mm -hmm. I believe that there are clearly gifts that people have had from, Mm -hmm. from birth, Mm -hmm. but there are clearly times when God gives you a gift Mm -hmm. and calls on you to rise up and walk in it. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't absolutely. just say, oh, that's just not who I am. Right. We have to believe the word and walk in what he said. If yeah. that's you, Jesus, bid me come. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Peter, step out of the boat. <laughs> I love that. And we, we can really hinder what God wants us to do when we disqualify ourselves based on our perspective of our capabilities. Right. Well, so when God declares in his word by the Holy Spirit, Liz, you are going to be a prophetess sent to the nations. Mm-hmm. Who, me? I'm the lady yeah. in charge of hospitality. Right. Sorry, you got the wrong person. Yeah. I don't want to speak in front of people. Yeah. Thank you. But <laughs> That's not you, who I am. <laughs> you had the courage to say, okay. You know, yeah. well, after, if it, after a lot of pain. Yes. Well, <laughs> if it be you, bid me out on, right. the, out on the water. And, yeah. and I, I, I think we're speaking <laughs> to some people out here today mm. that God has called you to things. And you've allowed a voice of unbelief to rise up and say, that's not who I am. That's not what my mom did. That's not the way my father did things. And I just want to say to you today that God is raising up a people today, and he's calling on you to rise up and believe what God's given you and given you the power to do. Let me tell you, it's really fun. You may be the most surprised person in the <laughs> yeah, room you will be. when God, yeah, yeah, you're not maybe, you will be. You will be the most surprised person in the room when, when you let God use you because he's calling you to do what he's not calling anybody else to do. Mm-hmm. So, so awesome. step up in faith and believe and have fun. Yeah. It's crazy, it's wild, but it's fun. And God will bring life not just to you, but through you. Yeah, it's so good. That's awesome. Well, let me throw a little poser at you guys. Okay. Uh-oh, okay. R- riddle you this, all right? So the Bible says, are all apostles, are all prophets, do all work miracles, do all have gifts of healing, do all interpret tongues, do all speak with tongues? And it's sort of, you know, I think he's being rhetorical there. Not everybody has that, that measure. Um, but does this mean that all believers, that there's some believers, let's say it this way, that are all the gifts for all believers? Or are there some gifts that you will just never be able to walk in to any degree? Well, I believe that there's a degree of all the gifts that anybody can step up and walk in. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you read Mark chapter 16, starting, I think it's verse 17 yeah. or something like that. He says, those that believe, and then he lists off these functions. He didn't list off everyone you find in 1 Corinthians yeah. 12 or everyone you find in, in, uh, in Ephesians 4 or whatever. But he talks about it's, it's a, I believe it's an inference of the nature of God. You talked about it from the very beginning of this conversation, sonship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that God is our father mm-hmm. and that we have inherited and inherent capabilities by that condition of sonship. Mm-hmm. And there'll be times when we're called on to do nobody else around. You better get up and get it done, Pat, Liz, David, whoever else is listening. And so I believe there is a degree of that, which is so that everybody can lay hands on somebody and pray for their healing and we'll see them get healed. Everybody can walk in the miraculous. Like I'm not suggesting we all have 
holding snake services, you know, oh, but, boy, yeah. but like he said in, in Mark right. 16, you, you know, you will find yourself in dangerous situation. There'll be supernatural protection Amen. for you in that situation. Right. But then there are specialists that God picks in the body. And he says it really clearly mm-hmm. in Romans 12, where he says, there's going to be different members of the body and not everybody has the same function. Yes. yes. And the, there are special capabilities, uh, maybe a degree of capability yes. that God establishes so that the body is functioning together and it rises and builds itself up together in love mm-hmm. by that which every joint supplies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree. I think mm-hmm. that there are uh, things that everyone can and should operate in because it's your nature because it's god's nature the new nature inside of you and then there are people he's given a special measure of ability a special measure of grace in their life to be able to operate and part of that i believe is so we um learn to be dependent one on another Mm -hmm. and we learn to um cooperate and yield one to another it's like yeah i can pray for someone's healing but there are times when it's like, I'm going to call, I'm going to call that person over because they have the gift of healing mm-hmm. and that is what is needed in this moment. Yes. And so there's a humility of recognizing, yes, I have the nature of God in me, but that person also has been given a special ability that is the gift to me and to this yeah. person that needs healing. And I can call on that. And so when we learn to recognize the gifts in each other, it opens up the full nature of God to us, like yeah. in manifestation <clears throat> in the earth right now. And so um, I think it's really important for each person to recognize you have the nature of God. There are things, everything that God is, there are places where you can walk in that, but there are also special gifts available to you. Don't waste time coveting someone else's gift. Oh, like yeah, figure good. out what your good. gift is and operate in that in faith and then be humble enough to recognize someone else's gift and, and honor that. And Bring that in and understand it's for you. It's for the body. Bring that in when it's needed. So I think yeah. so much time is wasted trying for people wishing for gifts they didn't have that they yeah. don't have. You yeah. Know? Or taking right. spiritual gift tests of, I can only do this. I don't right. have the gift of administration. Therefore I will not make a budget. I will not make a schedule. I don't have the yeah. gift of evangelism. Therefore I won't share my faith. I don't know? have the gift of faith. So oh, I can't believe. I can't believe. Anything. I can't be you know, saved even. Like, <laughs> I don't have the gift of mercy. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> so here's you're yeah, gonna sorry, get, you're sorry, get the yeah. harsh truth from me because I don't have that gift. <laughs> exactly. You don't. You don't have it. You know, it's just not in there. Um, yeah. I think one of the most valuable parts of this discussion, whether it's at this table or throughout the world, is that these scriptures teach us not to exclude but to include. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all about doing all things mm-hmm. decently and in order. I think That's he good. I think the Lord really wants his people to begin to wake up and see the full spectrum of gifts that God has given us mm-hmm. and to be inclusive. Yeah. To yeah. bring Release. more in and not we can get all caught up in the oh wait a minute is that for this person or is that for that that was only for Corinth or it was not for Philippi mm-hmm. or, or you know I think it's an it's a message of inclusiveness. Yeah. You said it a couple times well here Liz today. And it's, you know, for everybody out, this is one of her, her main themes is the point that we're greater and stronger when we work together mm-hmm. in submission one to another. Yeah. The centurion mm-hmm. said to Jesus, you know, just speak the word and it will occur. You know, whoa, I've not seen so much faith in all of Israel. And he goes, well, what's the big deal? I also am a man under yeah. authority. Yeah. Therefore, because he was 
under authority, in submission, his abilities were magnified. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the keys of the body of Christ working together. Instead of everybody carving out their little ministry, focusing on prophecy or healing, Mm -hmm. and I send out my healing rags this direction, and I, you know, it's a matter of let's work together. And can we submit one to another and see a magnification of the supernatural functioning in the body. Yeah, okay. and that's that's the whole point of what Paul's writing in 1 Corinthians mm-hmm. 12. He's trying to say the body's building itself up. Um, God has appointed different offices, different places in the body. That's why he says he's appointed first apostles, then prophets, then teachers, then healing, then miracles. And then he asks the questions, do all do this? Do, do all prophesy mm-hmm. or all apostles or all prophets? Mm-hmm. He's talking about, no, not everyone has that specialty. Right. Not, not everyone has that specialty, that office, that mantle. He's not saying that to restrain manifestations. Well, How do you know that? Verse one of chapter 14 says, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. He also says, earnestly desire the higher gifts. He doesn't say, oh, I guess it's not you. You, you don't, therefore you're not one that does. That's right. You don't right now, therefore you're not one that does. That is good. And I want to break off a stronghold on someone that was on me from that scripture mm-hmm. that I couldn't pray in tongues because I just was like, well, it says, do all pray in tongues? Well, I, I don't, so I'm not one. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I can't manifest that. But that's a lie. That's like we have a degree to which we can enter into these things as yeah. a son of God, as right. someone with a new spirit that, that communicates spirit to spirit with God. Mm-hmm. We can hear him and we can speak to him. This is something that is for you. Um, same with healing. You're like, oh, I can never. I don't have the gift of healing because not everyone I pray for gets healed. That's never what the gift of healing is. Right, right. I mean, I hear a lot of critics say if there was a, the gift of healing, we would empty out all the, all the hospitals and everyone would get healed and you could heal at will. Mm-hmm. That's never been even biblically what the gift of healing was. Right. They, they were manifestations. They were gifts of healing, plural. Okay. So they were manifestations of God's love in a moment when someone had faith to cry out to God and to lay on hands of someone. So like I love what Pastor Pat said is that the Lord's trying to include you. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to release you. And he's trying to release the That's bondage good. that says, let's, let's forbid speaking in tongues. Let's quench and despise prophecy. <laughs> Actually, no, the, the Bible says the complete opposite. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Don't. Let's put, put oil on that fire. Mm-hmm. Let's get it going. Yeah. It gets me excited, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Can't be excited. Got asked that question. Uh-oh. <laughs> all right. So let's, let's bring it back down to earth. Okay. All right. At least for me. All right. So what, what pitfalls should a person be aware of when stepping into a greater walk in the spirit's power? So somebody's like really getting into, they're like, wow, I can be used by God for prophecy Mm -hmm. or healing, or, um, you know, I can lead this people, you know, I have the gift of leadership, whatever it is. What, what pitfalls exist there? We we have touched on some, but yeah, I think, I think a major one that I see is that, um, people pursue the spirit part and not the truth. Right. So they get very wrapped up in like learning how to operate in the spiritual gifts, but they're not in the word. They're not ingesting the word. They're not digging a well of the word in their own life. And that's really, really dangerous. It's dangerous (laughs) for them and it's dangerous for the people that they're trying to minister to because they're wide open for error. They're wide open for um, even demonic influences in their gifts. And so I think it's the, it's the, it has to be spirit and truth together. And this is just something that um, is really important and um, getting enamored with signs, wonders, and miracles and forgetting the word of God. You are just, you're setting up your own religion that's going to go some, nowhere good. 
Yeah. Quickly. I, I really love that answer. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would have you said would, that you one. Would love I say that. Amen that was really good to that. No, no question. Yeah. He has exalted his word even above, above his all his name. Yeah. So, I mean, in the name of Jesus, you're going to cast out demons. Absolutely. In the name of Jesus, you're going to heal the sick. Amen. Mm-hmm. But the word is always going to be the preeminent influence, the preeminent director yeah. of all these activities. Mm-hmm. He says, let's do all things decently and in order. How do we find some, define something as decent or in order? The word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. when we, when we combine that spirit and truth, Things are going to all be done decently in order, yeah. as opposed to the two, the two different sides of this argument in Christianity. We we got to do all things, sling it on the wall, see what sticks, and ignore <laughs> with the Bible. Yeah. Or the other ones, going, oh, we're stuck on the Bible here, and, and we can't do anything that we can't understand. Right, right. <laughs> and let's do all things, yeah, but decently and in order. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One yeah. pitfall I see is, uh, you know, I see some some teachings out there where it says. You know, it's like, how long are you going to fast to get your breakthrough? Mm. How long are you really going to go after the Lord on this till he, till he increases your anointing? You know, mm. there's a place for that. There's a place to really seek after God. But Paul said, does he who supplies the spirit and works miracles among you do so by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Having begun by the spirit, are you going to be perfected by the flesh? And I think sometimes people get hungry for more power, mm. more anointing, more mantles, right? And they, they get... They get in on this, right? And um, God just wants you to to realize, like it's by grace. Like these are gifts. Yeah. Yes, it's not because of anything you've attained. Right. Like exactly. you should seek Him. Like Liz said, you should seek Him in the Word. You should seek the Giver. Yeah. The, all, all the gifts will come that you need. But I mean, it's tempting. I mean, we're always like, yeah, come on, supercharge me, dial it up to nine thousand. You know, I want to <laughs> heal every person. You know, um, but it's just not done through works, and it's not done through self denial. It's not done through asceticism. It's not done through any of that. It's done because Jesus bought it That's with right. his blood. It's a gift <laughs> of grace. Yeah, I think that could be, people can get really psyched on that. I think you said something really valuable I want to reemphasize. We got to worship the giver, mm-hmm. not the gift. Yeah. And that is one thing we're seeing a lot of. Mm-hmm. It's thrilling to see these supernatural things happening. Yeah, yeah. And it, it can be addicting. I mean, we have yeah. thousands and thousands of people in the U.S. today that chase one conference after the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Prophetic conference. There's a new one down in Southern California tomorrow, and there's mm-hmm. another one over in Michigan next week. And we can spend our whole life chasing prophets and healings, this, that, and the other. But mm-hmm. he says, I, I give him this so you can, you can come in the unity of the faith, the unity of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. That's the goal. Yeah. 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 That's the goal. Not to have your face, the bigger picture on the poster of the supernatural conference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the whole point is to see a people to become like yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, the gifts are given so you can embody Christ on the earth. And they will pass away. That's the point of that scripture that, right. that's yeah. used for cessation. You know, if you make the gifts your focus, that's a, that's impermanent. Right. And they will pass away. Uh, hopefully, you love Jesus more than your ministry, that's even good. if it's a supernatural mm-hmm. ministry. Because, um, yeah, I mean, the the gifts are always amazing and astonishing. But um, there is a place that Liz was talking about of being connected to the Word and being connected to Him and being connected to His people. You're like, this is way better than anything I, I could do, anything I could unleash on the world or whatever, you know? <laughs> like, like, he's better than that. So yeah. he's he's the point of all this. 
Um, you guys have any last thoughts he's, to? He's the reward. Any last thoughts to conclude on this, or? Well, I, one of the things I really uh, uh, love and respect about Liz, because Liz is like one of my daughters, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and because um, I was there at your parents at your parents' wedding, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and to watch her grow and to really uh, step up in faith and overcome so many situations. And yet her passion, when you, when you cut her, she bleeds worship. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when we go out to these different conferences, you know, she's always seen me hanging around the worship team. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I don't like the green room. All the prophets mm-hmm. and the apostles yeah. are in the green room. They got, they got good uh, coffee in there though. Yeah. Sometimes good wine. I want to hang around Sometimes the worship team because, you know, the fivefold ministry there, they are there until mm-hmm. we come to a perfect man. Yeah. But the worship team, they're full-time permanent employees because we're going to worship him in his presence for That's eternity. Right. That's right. And all the other, all the other jobs are going to, they're going to go obsolete yeah. because we become like Jesus. Yeah. And I just, I want to be there at the throne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I want to do what I can to help people get there Yeah. And get there myself. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm, I'm going to hang out with the worship team. Yeah. It is really the eternal perspective that will keep you on track. Yeah. When you're using operating in these spiritual gifts. And mm-hmm. I just want to say, um, don't be scared of what God has deposited in you or called you to do. There's a lot of fear when it comes to stepping into some of these things. Yeah. But I'll just tell you from my own experience, getting on the other side of the fear and beginning to walk in obedience is the best thing. It is like you will step into a a, a joy of of walking with the Lord and partnering with the Lord and serving his people by using gifts and, and being able to distribute the love of God through the gifts that walking with the Lord that way is, um, is there's nothing, there's nothing better than, than living the life that God designed you to live and operating the way he did. He created you to be. So that would be my encouragement is that if you're struggling with fear about these things, like Take the courageous step to to just push into them, and the fear will go away. the The intimidation of it will go away. You'll learn how to how to operate in the grace that God has given to you. But um, I just wanted to say that don't waste time. Don't waste any more time being afraid of what God's called you to do. Pastor Pat, I want to just invite you to to say a brief prayer at the end to stir up spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. I'd be honored. Listening. Yeah, I'd be honored. And I just want to. Re- reiterate what these two folks have just done a great job teaching. And that is, this is for, for you. Mm-hmm. This is for you. If you're watching his podcast, this is for you. Don't be afraid. Step up, call us, email us. We'd be more than happy to encourage you because we need that. Mm-hmm. Father, in the name of Jesus today, we thank you for this opportunity, mm-hmm. this opportunity to share what you've done in our lives, to share what your word teaches, so that people can rise up to be all that you've called them to be and to accomplish what you've accomplished, what you did on that finished work on the cross, Lord. Today, we pray for each and every person. Rise up. Rise up and say yes. And God will work miraculously in you and through you to a fulfilling that you've never experienced before. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.